He bro-fisted me. Now, there it is, the gay bomb.
everybody. Welcome to the Plex. This is the flagship podcast of OBS updates, uh, breaking my camera settings yet again. I hope the uh, video looks okay. Uh, we do the show live every Sunday, 7 p.m. Pacific on Twitch. That's twitch.tv slash echoplexmedia. Simulcasting to some other places, but who fucking cares? Support this project uh, through direct donations at uh, streamlabs.com slash echoplexmedia or just go to echoplexmedia.com, click the support tab, and you can find other ways to give me fucking money i'm producer dave depending on your zip code you can find me on grinder and this is what the people want i don't hate the cops and there's a person inside when the truncheon stops i don't hate the cops but when the raiders come who will protect the shops don't hate the cops they're a sensitive bunch If you don't stop throwing your rocks Snap, crackle, pop It's the sound of a taser Your body drops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Donate the cops Like your local police Cause they don't do nothing wrong Like your local police Got rid of the corruption and the racism is gone They've been keeping the peace Keeping homeless folks out of the parks and malls Got a cure for your social disease Follow the law, don't hate the cops 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 Okay, well, this year, the war on Christmas has been disappointing, to say the least. I got two stories this week from the war on Christmas. Neither of them that interesting. Uh, here's, the, here's the first one. Mohawk Bob here. The real reason for the season. Let's keep Christ in Christmas. Have a great Christmas. Thanks, Mohawk Bob. Also... Fucking what the fuck was with that guy's... I mean, he's Mohawk Bob, but still, like, Bob needs a better Mohawk. 
I did not like Bob's mohawk at all. It looked like it took a lot of work, though. I'll, I'll give him that. So we got... We got this, too. This is from America Right Now. And it uh, looks like one of the guys from the Dukes of Hazard is uh, getting in on the war on Christmas this year. Movie is fun. It's great to watch with the whole family. It's it's Jingle Smells. It does poke. It pokes the eye of. Oh shit! We got to watch Jingle Smells. Pencil culture, because you know, with the uh, with Dukes of Hazard, we, we were really the first victim of that, probably twenty years ago. So uh, it was a great opportunity for me to, uh, in a very very fun way, be able to say how ridiculous I think that whole cancel culture is. So um, my son, my son is a garbage man. He finds a bunch of toys from a canceled uh, superhero, and winds up giving them to children at children's hospitals during the night. Of course, he does that at the end of his workday, so he smells because <laughs> he's a garbage man. So the kids call him Jingle Smell. It's 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 pretty wonderful. Sean Hannity was yeah. great to work with, and uh, oh god. And are really going to enjoy it terrific this is funny because these people they always get real mad at hollywood and shit right they're like oh hollywood's too woke and then they try to make movies and it's fucking like jingle smells or uh on the more terrifying side something like sound of freedom but like they they're not very creative i bet jingle smells is like a fucking hot garbage right um we may not be able to watch it on stream my guess is that sean hannity is a fairly litigious type and would file a copyright claim especially uh if people were making fun of Jingle Smells. But we'll have to think about it. We'll have to think about it. We do broadcast to Odyssey, where um, apparently they don't care about copyright. Or just generally the law. <laughs> so, <clears throat> up next, um, this is an interesting story. The police were going to raid a home in Arlington, Virginia, and um, then it exploded all burn notice style. Back to the breaking news, and we have seen, everybody's seen this video tonight. It's been making the rounds online, that massive home explosion over in Boston, in Arlington. Yeah, it will take your breath away. We want to take you now out back to the scene. That's where Fox 5's Nanasinga Bonso, Bonsu, excuse me, is there behind the house where this explosion happened. And I believe that you are speaking with the individual who shot that video making the rounds. Uh, yes, Angie and Jim, that video that we've been showing and we've been playing, we have the man who shot it. He was sitting on the rooftop of your townhome. Take us back to moments before that explosion and what made you take your phone out? I mean, things seemed like they were definitely escalating as uh, the guy inside wasn't responding and they drove a SWAT truck through the front door. Jesus um, fucking Christ. After that, so it was seemed to be escalating. It was like, okay, you know, something's actually going to happen at this point. It had been a couple hours at that uh, till then, and yeah, I mean, it was just a happenstance. They had pulled back after after putting uh, breaking through the front door, trying to get him to come out. He wasn't coming out, and um, they were like relocating, resituating to be able to go through the to the front window. Yeah. And uh, at that time, I mean, the the place just erupted. You know, the video is crazy. What's going on through your head? Because you're like holding the camera, trying to record it. Like, what's going on through your head and the people around you? We heard some other voices in the back. Yeah, the voices through his head, going through his head was like, bruh. My wife in the back, and then my buddy on the side. And I mean, he was. I mean, he was screaming, no. You know, I mean, like, I mean, at that point, there's, there's no, there's no thought. You know, there's no thought. There's just pure reaction and shock. And uh, it was, it was, it was wild. It was wild to say the least. I mean, you know, for this stuff like to happen in your neighborhood, right down the street, you know, like about to bring a little baby in the world, and you're just like, what, like, 
you know, you start to question a lot of things at that point, you know? What a sight to see on a Monday afternoon, but you said your wife is okay, you're okay, but there's no power. What's next for you guys tonight? Trying to get some sleep, you know, I guess. Uh, at that point, I don't know how long they're going to be. The Dominion, Dominion's here. They're working on it. They're, they're not promises we're going to have power by the end of the night. But, uh, I mean, it's okay. You know, you, you don't need much, much light when you're trying to sleep. But, you know, I think that'll be the hardest thing tonight is trying to sleep. Well, thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. I'm glad you're safe. Get home to your wife. Uh, and we will chat with you soon. Thank right, you so much good. again. All right. I appreciate it. Guys, you heard there. He kind of broke down what happened before that explosion went off. Just a shock, just something you don't expect to see in a place that you call home. And you heard there's children here. He's expecting his child. But again, a number of people here do not have power. As soon as we get updates on what the situation is here, we'll have it back for you guys. But they keep moving us because firefighters are just trying to rope this area off. So we'll try and get positioned somewhere else and come back to you with an update. Guys. So uh, a little while ago, Nana, as you were getting in position, yeah. we could we could see the preview monitors here. And you were you were running through the streets trying to get into position out there. And I'm curious you mentioned some homes were in the dark out there there was a shelter in place alert i'm sure that you saw a lot of people sticking their head out of their homes or standing in their front yard or, or moving around because clearly there's a lot of interest in what's going on in their neighborhood Jim, there's a lot of interest, and if you don't mind, we're just going to kind of do a quick little pan. A lot of interest, you say. A fucking house exploded like on a movie. Oh, people were interested in this. Here, I mean, the house that's across the street from where we're standing, people are standing here. You see these young girls to the right of the That's street. a nice fucking people neighborhood. Look at that. Out. A guy standing down. People just want to know what is happening, mm -hmm. what is taking place. And as you know, when people see us with the cameras, they're like, what's going on? And we're giving them what we know, but everyone is trying to find out what is next, the situation that's happening on that side. A lot of these people can't even get to the other side, as we can as well. So we're on the other side of this caution tape on this next street back from where this explosion took place. So, so many questions here. Everyone's just standing outside trying to figure out what is next. But it's definitely a scene out here, and you can smell that smoke. It's thick. When we were driving in, we are like, I think we're close because we can smell it. Yeah. Well, be safe out there, Nana. Great job tonight giving us a little more insight and a look into what unfolded. Uh, many people didn't realize, like, this was something, as he mentioned, that happened over a course of a couple hours. Yeah. And finally, uh, we saw how everything yeah. ended. And so I think in addition to being curious, there is still a lot of disbelief out there that this actually occurred. That, yeah. that video is something else, though. It really is. Nana, thanks. We'll check in with you coming up a little bit at 11 o'clock. People in the chat were asking how uh, Zach or Chad or whatever his fucking name was saw it. I think there was a, like a, like it appeared that the, my take, my guess on this is that there was like a, a team of uh, pigs uh, trying to breach the house or trying to get into the house. And so they were up there filming it. They were trying to, trying to get, trying to get on the news or something. They just didn't know that it was going to be all kablamo. <laughs> and because that was, that was a pretty significant fucking explosion. Only in America, everybody. Only in America. Ah, there's probably actually other places where things go boom, but America's the best at it. So up next, here's a report from CNN on death threats to public officials. In our law and justice lead, this stunning rise in threats to lawmakers, public officials, and election workers. Often these threats come via voicemail. We've played many right here on the lead. Now we've gone further and analyzed more than 500 federal cases of the people accused of pushing this garbage. Kyung Law has the rare glimpse of who these people actually are and why it's so difficult to prosecute many of the offenders. A warning, some of the language in this report is disturbing. We're gonna 
and hang you, traitor. Give him a Alabama necktie, you piece of shit. This is what it sounds like to work for the American people. You piece of shit. I will take a bullet to your head if you with my rights anymore. From members of Congress. Tell Matt Gates to watch his back. Tell him to watch his children. He's going to die. <laughs> Yo, I don't like Matt Gates, but stop it. And visiting the homes of the uh, Board of Supervisors and basically executing their families. Whoa, was that from Shasta? Why? When we come to lynch your stupid lying commie ass. And these are all lines that I've heard come out of his mouth hundreds of times. My dad's been with that whole wave since the very beginning, and it, it, it lit a fire. Hello, excuse me? The man we're trying to speak with is Mark Reese. I would never talk to you guys. Goodbye. He lives in a quiet corner of Iowa in a suburb of Cedar Rapids. Reese will go to federal prison next month, convicted for threatening to kill an election official. CNN reviewed more than 500 federally prosecuted threats to public officials. In the last decade, at least 40 percent were politically motivated. Overall, prosecuted threats to named lawmakers jumped 168 percent during Trump's presidency. Threats to Republicans making up the bulk of cases. 95 percent of those prosecuted men. Average age, 39. Mental health issues, divorce, loss of a loved one, isolation, all recurring themes in the cases. A profile that the son of Mark Reese of um, Iowa yeah. recognizes. So, he was a great dad. Um, he was very present. He's always been a conservative, you know, they'll never take our guns kind of a guy. But over the course of the last 10 years, it's gotten really, really intense. Your mother at this point was starting to become ill. Right. She started showing signs of dementia. Turned out she had uh, early onset Alzheimer's. And so uh, my dad was her caretaker, taking care of my mother 24-7. You know, the, how he would get away from that was, would be to dive into, you know, literature and politics and the Internet. But getting lost in his news feeds, I think, was really the, the main culprit here. The turning point where I started to realize that, wow, this is a serious problem, is when he bet me $100 that... Barack Obama and Hillary Clinton would be hung in the next 30 days. Hanged. The final break between father and son happened during protests after the police murder of George Floyd when his son supported a local Iowa march. I got a, a message from my dad in the middle of the night that said, you know, your boys Antifa have, uh, are, are now a terrorist group. You come near my house and I will drop you like the sack of shit you are. I never want to see your stupid face again. You're a I hate your guts, you little prick. He, he really, you know, has put aside having family-related interactions, right? He's given up all of that so that he can 100% focus on, you know, this whole anti-government operation. Reese's father was also calling someone 1,500 miles away in Arizona. We're going to get started. Clint Hickman, chair. Oh, we've watched that. that, that we watched, uh, we've watched Maricopa County Board of Supervisors meetings on a public comment after down ballot many times. That guy's like a very mild-mannered guy. He's pretty nice. He also laughs at some of the people, which I appreciate. Of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors. Oh, Mr. Hickman, you're going to die, you piece of shit. Whoa. The county board oversees election day voting and tabulation. 
starting in 2020, lies spread into conspiracies and threats. There were hundreds upon hundreds of terrifying calls. Take one and liar, you goddamn CCP butt women piece of shit. Butt women. shit. You fucking great reset corrupt politician. I've lived through, my staff, this county has lived through a mountain of threats. And this is... This is basically, in my case, the one guy that was caught. Reese will spend two and a half years in prison for the threatening call he made to Hickman. I'm just a public servant and representative that has the audacity to take part in running fair and clean elections. And if law enforcement can catch him, I'm absolutely there to see people to go to jail because I'm worried about our election workers. The Mark Reese case epitomizes the type of conduct that the task force is trying to combat. And that's because it threatens the foundation of our democracy. Death threats are criminal, and they will be prosecuted. I think that guy was FBI because of the mustache and the shitty suit. Election Threats Task Force at the Department of Justice formed after the 2020 election. The task force currently has dozens of active investigations. But Keller says it's a drop in the bucket. We can only investigate and prosecute threats of unlawful violence. What percentage are cases that just don't meet that standard. Over 90% are That's cases that do not meet the standard. And it gives you a sense of what the election community is dealing with and what they're facing and why we can't prosecute our way out of this problem. One in five election workers signaled they wanted to quit after the midterms. More than half worried about their safety. What do you think as we look ahead into this election year? Are there going to be more people like your father? I mean, I hope not, but I know that there is going to be, right? Like, I'm actually pretty scared to see what's kind of on the horizon there. Now, Clint Hickman in Maricopa County has not yet decided if he's going to run in 2024. If he does, it will be a determination to take part in our democracy, is urging other election workers, Jake, to do so. And, And here's one thing, a fine point that we have to restate. The Department of Justice in 2024 now has their election threats task force fully engage. If they can, they will prosecute. All right, Kevin Law, fantastic journalism to you and the whole Imagine, imagine being so mad about something that that you call a guy fucking 1,500 miles away and threaten to kill him. What the fuck? I don't know what else to say. That's, that's crazy town. And, um, you know, I think vote by mail is good here because it makes it so there's less people going to the polling place. And I think that probably turns the temperature down a little bit. Um, I don't know. I think we should go to 100% vote by mail so that these poll workers don't have to interact with anybody. I, I know it's fucked up and like some people do like to vote in person, but I feel like we need to go to 100% vote by mail. Otherwise, we're going to one of these years, one of these elections, we're going to see a fucking bloodbath at a fucking polling place which I am not uh, looking forward to. I mean, I'll be here to cover it, but no, it's just, just, just bad shit. So uh, up next we got, uh, there's a, I guess there's a saga about Hunter Biden and a car. I guess, uh, I guess Joe Biden sent him money to buy a car or something. I don't know. I'm really following the Hunter Biden stuff too closely. Now, uh, Congressman, switching gears, the Oversight Committee uh, that you're on says that in 2018, Hunter Biden sent payments to his father using a business account that received payments 
directly from China. According to the subpoenaed records, the payments were nearly $1,400 and happened monthly. Hunter's defense is that he was paying his dad back for car payments. Oh, what car? This is a joke. Listen, one of the things, I'm, I'm from the banking industry. What do you mean, what, what car? always knew is that if there were these loan agreements that were floating out there with no actual loan uh, document, that is tantamount to money laundering and tax evasion. Wait a minute. So if my dad loans me 500 bucks, that's tax evasion? That's exactly what that is. You're trying to conceal the flow of money to somebody and you're trying to conceal it from the Internal Revenue Service. Joe Biden has run Wait, the what? country for years. This is $1,400. He doesn't want to pay his fair share and neither does his family. And they've been hiding that money from the IRS and from the American people. Um, the IRS didn't pay taxes on fucking $1,400. Get the, get the fuck out of here. $1,400 sounds like two car payments. Uh, maybe three, depending on what kind of car it is. Pop, probably two, though. And there's, like, it is not tax evasion or tax fraud or illegal in any way to loan a family, a friend, your neighbor money and not fucking tell the IRS. The IRS, if you called the IRS, it was like, hey, I lent my neighbor $1,000 because they're having a hard time. The IRS would be like, don't call us anymore. We don't care. <laughs> <laughs> it's not tax evasion. Um, if that was one car payment, that was one hell of a fucking car, let me tell you. But uh, Pops loaning their, their kid the fucking 1400 bucks if Pops is well off. That's not uncommon. This isn't like a large amount of money. That's like, that's like not a fucking story. Uh, here we go. Here's more on the business account that sent uh, uh, monthly payments totaling $1,380 to somebody. <laughs> you got a lot of people, including here's a tweet from an analyst uh, that says that these are just uh, payments uh, already reported in the media for a truck that Joe Biden bought for his son. He says, I don't think fronting a son money for a truck is an impeachable offense. He says another swing and a miss. Your response to that? That's bullcrap. Look, if, if he wanted to send his money to his son for a truck, then send him money for his truck. But he got paid back from China. So it does. Wait, what? He didn't get paid back from China. He got paid back from uh, Hunter Biden's business account, which, by the way, you shouldn't do that. Well, I don't know. Maybe the truck was for work. See, like, I don't fucking know. I just know that it was fucking it was fucking 15 or less than fifteen hundred dollars for like a part part of a car. This ain't shit. This ain't shit. Like, I made that much money one month selling fucking tinfoil hats. That is dumb as fuck. $1,500. Get the fuck out of here. $1,400. Get the fuck out of here. You know, like somebody in chat said it was monthly payments. So it was like, you know, three or four payments totaling. You know, less than 1400 bucks. Just paying fucking dad back for a truck. I don't know if he was using it for work or not. Nobody seems to fucking, nobody seems to care. Like, what was the truck for? Was it for work? This is not a story. That is not even a month's rent at a very cheap apartment in most parts of California where Hunter Biden lives. So, uh, did you know that, um, Joe Biden is the ringleader of a uh, a crime operation. Everybody, the ringleader. 
crime operation. Hunter Biden indicted on tax charges in California. That's going to hang over the president, isn't it? You know, absolutely. And again, I think the smoking gun, though, is that through these SARS reports, these suspicious activity reports, following that money trail from one of Hunter's uh, puppet companies, sending it to the big guy. That uh, yeah. that Comer released a report on Monday showing that indeed this monthly payment going to the big guy. Indeed, there. But it was like monthly payments of like three hundred and twenty dollars or some shit, right? My God, you don't even have to report like less than ten thousand dollars. There's to be the Biden uh, crime operation going on. Uh, it, it will hang over him, but not as much as this border. They're doing some big We've crime over there. This idea throughout thirteen hundred eighty dollars over the, the course of a couple is so months. So bad for the president with Hunter's indictment and the possible impeachment coming up, that his close friends and associates and top Democrats would get together and go to him and say, "Now's the moment, Mr. President, to step aside." You think that could happen? You know, I, I don't think so. I think the people that are c controlling the, the puppet strings in the White House and his family mm -hmm. like this power and control that they do have. And by the way, we want him to be the candidate. So let's not push him out too soon here. We want Joe but, Biden on that ticket. But you, you've talked a lot about national security. I suspect there's a national security threat here because if the president is incapacitated, we have President Harris. Now, that's not something which many Americans are looking forward to. Why not? It's a security issue. I don't like Kamala Harris, Kamala Harris, but she is a competent person with a good staff. If she becomes the president all of a sudden, what's China going to do? What's the, no the fucking nothing? Putin going to do? You see where I'm coming from? Yes, my color the N-word. This is not going to change until we get a new person in the White House. When we have a person in the White House that the rest of the world, like him or not, the rest of the world has to respect this person. And right now, Joe Biden, Vice President Harris, they do not have the respect of the rest of the world. There's no red line. Uh, instead, they're just going to keep sending Biden, uh, Biden and Obama blankets over to our enemies. Trump beats Biden hands down? Oh, gosh. I, I'm not a political scientist. I, I think he wins. Uh, I, I think it'll be close. That's why we play the play his, the game. His legal troubles are not going to get in the way. You know, it's it's interesting that they just make people more emboldened to support him. That that Americans, at least Republicans, many Republicans and many, many moderates, feel like they're not applying the law equally, and we see that. You know, if if any of us had done what Hunter Biden had done years ago, we'd be in jail. Yeah. So then throw Hunter Biden in jail. I don't give a fuck. Like th this guy was at least smart enough to say that there were payments to Joe Biden from uh, Hunter Biden. He was at least smart enough not to tell you the total and that it was over the course of a couple months. My God. <laughs> I feel like over the course of this, this channel being here, some of you have spent that much money on this channel, on this Twitch channel, right? Like <laughs> between like gift subs and, fucking buying stuff off my Amazon list, direct money donations, buying shit from my merch shop. Some of you might have spent that much money. Am I on the take? Well, I am actually. I'm on the take from all of you, but that's how this is supposed to work. I'm supposed to be accountable to all of you. I really I really want them to do the public hearing because um <clears throat> Hunter Biden's no dummy and uh, it would be funny if he went in there and just offered everybody offered congress he's like what if i give you $1380 will you shut the fuck up <laughs> anyway james comer went on uh, nbc and he went on a uh, press the meat and it didn't didn't go so well not not great not so great so, sir, there, there were the two checks, the $40,000 check and the $200,000 check that came from 
the president's son and into the president's bank account. There is also subsequent bank records which were provided through the committee that demonstrate that there true. were that also subsequent not, that is, pieces that of information true. that went that, that came from the president to the president's son. No. So no, that you're saying true. that that information's been made up then. Where did that well, information come from? That came from co- well, from the committee. I don't know. We haven't seen that information. That is you committee all, information yeah, that is collected from the bank records that, that your committee has Just obtained. show the check. If Joe Biden wrote Sir, his so brother are you telling me that you have a do you have a blank do you have a a canceled check for every wire transfer that's ever come into well, your Well, we account? have a with that wire that we Yes, you, you can personally show, have I a, can show you. That and that's yes. what has been shown is a there is bank records that demonstrate You're showing a wire. That an exact there, same amount of money came say, okay. Let's no, move on. They're saying that something from No, it's not. I mean, look. Are you saying you those say bank records Okay, sir. Are you saying those bank records do not exist that show the money leaving the president's account that shows and going into his son? There's money. But they were money I, sir, laundering. Answer this specific you question. You see wires is going that, all over the is there a bank record that demonstrates the exact amount of money that came from the president's account into his son's account that matches the checks that then went back to him? Does that exist? There's yes or no? There's money coming from, no, no. There's money coming from that a That doesn't exist? Firm. That doesn't exist, sir. It does not exist. It's coming from a law firm. Who, who put the money in the law firm? How do you know the money came from Joe Biden? It could have come from one of Hunter's okay. shell companies. You but, have no idea. Okay, so, so you're not. So you are. You are saying that, that Okay, so you no, are saying that look, that money exists. Look, look, look. That that transfer it does exist. No, They're in the bank no, records that you, you don't know and what your that committee. transfer is. Okay, you but, don't know sir, what that you transfer also don't is. Know. This is absurd. Like <clears throat> the Joe and Jill Biden have a lot of fucking money, and so they can loan their kids a couple hundred thousand dollars. Their kid. It seems like Hunter Biden be paying back all his loans, which is sort of not the. Uh, <clears throat> the the picture they're trying to paint to you of Hunter Biden, it seems like fuck pops the loans and money and then Hunter Biden pays it back. That's not the picture they're trying to paint for us here. This is all I, I mean, all, all I'm seeing here is that uh, Joe Biden has lent his son Hunter money and every time they look into it, Hunter paid him back. Um, a lot of, a lot of people don't pay their family back. <laughs> like if I lend anybody money, I just assume I'm never getting it back. Um, nothing's happening here. There's nothing going on here. Um, he mentioned a law firm, you know how the law firm got that money? Um, uh, by, uh, being, uh, doing lawyering, probably they got money doing lawyering. I don't know what the law, what, like where the fuck else would the law firm's money come from? This is amazing. This is amazing. Watching this fall apart in real time is pretty funny. And I think this stuff is why they don't want the hearings to be public. If, uh, if Hunter Biden agrees to be like, uh, agrees to go before Congress or whatever, they don't want it to be public because there's actually explanations for most of this stuff. Like f- families with money just send each other money all the time. That's why it's, that's why it's good to be part of a family with money, I suppose, because they can send you some. The guy's like, where's the canceled check? Like, Dude, it's a wire transfer. What are you talking about? There's no check. The digital funds transfer. Anyway, here's more of this James Comer guy. <laughs> this guy's an idiot. Income. So we think that this is just the, the tip of the iceberg. We think there are many more crimes. And my concern is that Weiss may have uh, 
indicted Hunter Biden to protect him from ah, having to be deposed. Yes. In the in the House Oversight Committee yes. on Wednesday. He but indicted we, him fact, to protect him. Yes. The classic rubric. He indicted him to protect him. I got it. Well, look, this whole this, this Jake, this whole thing's been about a cover up. You know, you've got two. <laughs> That's why he indicted concerns. him to to protect him to to cover it up. Well, he look, you indict him on the least little thing, the gun charge, and not paying taxes. He's facing like seventeen I mean, additional years in prison. Yeah, but look These what he's felonies. done. Anybody else? Anybody? <laughs> Littlest thing. Seventeen years is a long fucking time, isn't it? He indicted him to protect him. Oh, after you indict somebody, you continue investigating. In fact, the investigation ramps up after the indictment. This is a James Comer guy. I fucking can't believe this. I, we, you know what? They should put George Santos back in the fucking House of Representatives and get rid of this James Comer idiot. Because God, is this guy fucking stupid. What the fuck? <laughs> up next. Here's uh, GOP rep uh, Tim Burchett. Uh, this guy is funny because he's got this kind of folksy way about him. Like the way he talks, he sounds like a kind of like, let's make a deal kind of guy. Like, uh, like he'd be selling you, uh, like a used car or whatever. Right. And he'd be like, oh, okay. Yeah. I'll take, I'll take $1,600 instead of 2000 handshake deal. Thank you. Good old boy. You know, good old boy kind of guy, but he is not that at all. This guy's, he is, he's just, that's just a fucking act that this guy puts on. Check this out. Excuse me, but there's no there's no connection to President Biden. So what can you explain that? What are you talking about? uh, Yeah, well, yes, ma'am, there is this this latest transaction. There absolutely is. And there's a monthly payment. Wait, are you talking about the thirteen hundred the thirteen hundred eighty dollar transaction the the car payment reimbursement? Well, now that's what they're calling it, but actually. Fucking dying here. $1,380 from the Chinese to bribe the president of the United States. That's what you're, you're, the committee, the committee put out a receipt that shows it's a reimbursement for a car payment. And, and also some of the other, the ways in which you're characterizing some of the things about the involvement, it's just not as clear cut as you are. Uh, characterizing it to be. So let me. Are you going to let me talk? Well, I am going to make. Let me talk, or I am. I did let you speak. speak, Uh, Well, Congressman, with all due respect, I did let. So also, like, what's going on here is there's a delay. You can hear it. Um, Either the the studio has a bad internet connection, or a good old boy over here on the right has a bad internet connection. But you can kind of hear. There's like maybe three quarters to one and a half seconds delay, and so that's why they're talking over each other. I know. This is CNN, no, I, and that's what you no, you're speaking over me, I sir. With all due re- no, no, no. Actually, n- this is neither your fault. Actually, there's a delay. The producer of this show is doing a very bad job. Producer of the show should have a dashboard up that shows like the the delay between the um, the host and the guest. I have the ability to look at the delay between uh, myself and my co-host. CNN certainly does that. I think the producers at fault here. I don't think uh, this guy on the right's a piece of shit, but I I, I don't think that it's either of their fault. I let you speak, and then I clarified just to be clear about what you were saying. So then let me ask you this, and I will let you speak. Since you're saying, uh, you know, that so much of this has to do with President Biden, although there is no evidence of that, will the Oversight Committee subpoena him? 
the oversight committee to subpoena who? President, President Biden or, or so you could hear it right there. There's like a second and a half, almost two seconds delay between them. Hunter. I don't know. Um, at some point, I suspect that could happen, but I doubt he would show. And I doubt Hunter is going to show now that he has officially been indicted for tax evasion and, and uh, uh, arms uh, uh, having a pistol when he was, in fact, on drugs. But back to my previous point, there is a clear line between the communist China $5 million investment with Hunter Biden. Ma'am, the only qualification he has, as far as I can see, or job on a job application is, is hookers and crack cocaine. Let's just be honest. This guy is bad news. And you all want to cover for him, and that's fine. But To be fair, he was also doing powder cocaine. Um, I don't know what the $5 million is about, but they should, whatever the $5 million is, they need to stick with that, not the $1,380. <laughs> My fucking God. All right, here's our uh, the former president of the United States. He's going to talk about how uh, corporations are uh, leaving the United States for, um, well, you'll hear where he thinks they're leaving the United States for. This is this one. This one's pretty fun. Everybody knows she was the one. She sued Exxon Mobil in 2019. Letitia James, in a much watched legal battle. The end result was that Exxon moved out of New York. How do you think that's a good idea? ExxonMobil, one of the biggest companies in the world, left New York and they went to Dallas. Great job, Letitia. And that's what's happening right now. Businesses are fleeing our country. Businesses are leaving our this, this whole horrible system. They're leaving the state. They're leaving our country. Our country has changed so radically. It's business unfriendly and they're going to other places, but they're fleeing New York State and no businesses are coming back. Nobody wants to come back into New York State, but they're actually fleeing to other countries. She and the like Texas. <laughs> Fucking all over the place. I mean, we know what he was trying to say. He was trying to say that, like, in addition to businesses fleeing uh, New York State for maybe where they think is more friendly to their business interests, places like um, places like Texas, they're in addition, they're also leaving the United States is what he's trying to say. But he didn't say that. What he said, it sounded like that they're fleeing the United States for Texas. <laughs> Here's more of the former guy. <laughs> it's fucking amazing. But I went onto that stage just a few days later, and a general who's a fantastic general actually said to me, Sir, I've been on the battlefield. Men have gone down on my left and on my right. I stood on hills where soldiers were killed. But I believe the bravest thing I've ever seen was the night you went onto that stage with Hillary Clinton after what happened. And then that woman asked you the first question about it. And I said, Locker room talk. It's locker room talk. What the hell? What are you talking? Locker room talk. <laughs> that was not a great. <laughs> it's the bravest thing. This guy's like, I've seen things in war, sir. I've seen men get their head blown off, saving other men. But you going on the stage calling it locker room talk is the most brave thing I've ever seen anyone do, sir. That dude just didn't want to get fired. <laughs> it's like, sure, whatever. 
I can't believe this guy's probably going to be the president again. We're so fucked. We are absolutely so fucked. Up next, uh, here's a, here he is talking about how maybe we should have a religious test for uh, people who want to emigrate to the United States. Not just that weird shit where we uh, ask them like not to be a communist, but now you can't be one of them fucking weird religions he doesn't like either, I suppose. I will implement strong ideological screening of all immigrants. If you hate America, if you want to abolish Israel, if you don't like our religion, which a lot of them don't, if you sympathize with jihadists, then we don't want you in our country and you are not getting in. Right? Yep. White Christian nationalism. I cannot recommend highly enough to everybody the podcast Straight White American Jesus. Such a good podcast. And it's about that shit right there. A lot of times, like, it's a little a little more on the sneak, but not with this guy, right? Ain't on the sneak with this guy. Here, here's, a, here's, a, here's a town hall with Sean Hannity, and Sean Hannity's like, uh, do you plan to abuse your power? And Trump goes, uh, uh, yep, 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 I do. We almost have to go to a break. I want to go back to this one issue, though, because the media has been focused on this and attacking you yeah. under no circumstances. You are promising America tonight. You would never abuse power as retribution against anybody. Except for day one. Yeah. Except Look, what? He's going crazy. Except for day one. Meaning? I want to close the border and I want to drill, that's drill, not a, that's, drill. That's not, oh, no. that's not retribution. I got I'm going to be... I'm going to be, you know, he keeps, we love this guy. He says, you're not going to be a dictator, are you? I said, no, 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 other than day one. We're closing the border and we're drilling, drilling, drilling. After that, I'm not a dictator. So that, okay? that, that's you not really drill that much on one day. Back to the policies when you were president. <laughs> All right, exactly take a break. Just getting started. We're in beautiful Davenport, Iowa. Donald Trump with us for the hour as Hannity continues. Thank you for being with us. So Hannity was trying to get him to say, hey, I'm not going to go after my political opponents using my office as president if I win. And Trump's like, I'm going to be a dictator. We're going to drill, baby, drill. And it's like, get the fuck out of here, you dumb motherfucker. <sighs> Up next is Matt Gates. Matt Gates is going to uh, going to actually say that, that uh, he would like to see power abused uh, for retribution uh, against his political opponents. And... Uh, the Trumpy Bear uh, ad right next to him is just a chef's kiss. But just think of the MAGA talent we have assembled here. Steve Bannon, we've got Bernie Carrick, Boris Epstein, Vish Burra, Rudy Giuliani, President Trump, myself, all under one roof. And if Joe Biden crazy is there. reelected, that roof will be known as cell block A. Well, that fell flat, friendo. He was talking about uh, locking up his political opponents, but it almost sounded like he was saying that uh, he, he, and, he and Giuliani and everybody should get locked up. <laughs> Dumb fuck. Up next, uh, Jesse Waters on the five. Um, talking about his family. I think, I think Jesse Waters, uh, somebody needs to call mom because Jesse Waters' mom, as a, when she's gone on his show and called in, she seemed pretty reasonable. Here's Jesse talking about his family. Uh, for little bit of context keep in mind that his uh, his wife is something like 15 or 18 years younger than him and so that's sort of the context for us some of this that makes some of it make a little more sense i guess my parents have been retired for 20 years i call them up really? and i said what are you guys doing and my mom is like oh daddy's at a board meeting 
What board meeting? <laughs> it's in Costa Rica. What? <laughs> oh, Daddy has tennis. Uh, we're out for dinner with him at Partlands. We're visiting your sister in Washington. That's just normal. I mean, the board meeting, he might be on the board of a charity or something. Uh, he's playing tennis. That's just normal. Like, that's, that's like if I call my mom and ask what's going on, it's not going to be those exact things. But yeah, it'll be like, oh, we went and saw your sister yesterday. You know, you should have come with us. Your your nephew was asking about you. Oh, you know your dad. Your dad's out doing this, or oh, I'm going with my friends down to visit other friends. You know, in uh, Southern California next weekend. Those are just normal things, actually, that you would uh, hear if you call your parents. Maybe. Meanwhile, Emma's parents both have jobs, mm -hmm. and they're watching the kids all the time. And I love you. And then I thought to myself, I don't trust my parents with yeah. my children. <laughs> so that's probably a good thing. What the fuck? I mean, Jesse, Gigi's like seven months. She can't be nursed by my mother. She wakes up in the middle of the night. My mom needs her beauty rest. My dad's Jesse, not taking care of a oh, two and a half you know year old. What, Jesse, you just dug a hole for yourself. You what did I do? What did I do? Reverse psychology. <laughs> Reverse psychology. I'll see you this weekend. Yo. Oh, fuck that guy. Fuck that guy. That guy. There is no way that his parents, um, hard work and probably, uh, you know, good luck and, you know, socioeconomic status did not contribute to him being able to be on Fox the way that he is. <clears throat> they clearly don't agree with his politics. At least his mom doesn't. She said as much when she was on the, on, when she called his show and, uh, you know, they're still like friendly to him and kind of telling him what's going on. And, uh, he's like, I don't trust him with no kids. Like, what are you fucking man up next here's Je here's jesse waters up uh, accidentally asks rfk jr an uncomfortable question you weren't ever on jeffrey epstein's jet were you yeah, i was on jeffrey epstein's jet two times i was on it uh, in 1993 and i was on it in and i went to florida with my wife and uh, two children to visit my mom over Easter. Um, my, my wife had some kind of relationship with Glenn Maxwell and they offered us a ride to Palm Beach. So I went then and then on another occasion, I flew again with my family with I think four of my children and, um, and, uh, and Mary, my wife, to Rapid City, South Dakota, to go fossil hunting I, uh, for a weekend. And uh, but other, otherwise, I was I was never on his jet alone. I you know I've been very open about this from the beginning. This was in '93, so it was 30 years ago. It was before anybody knew about Jeffrey Epstein's, uh, you know, his nefarious issues. And I agree with you that these, all of this information should be released. Um, and we, we should get real answers on what happened to Jeffrey Epstein and any of the high-level political people that he was uh, involved with. All of that should be open to the public. It should be absolutely transparent. And, you know, I don't see why any of those records would have any redactions in them. Why would we be hiding that from the American public? Well, you might that so the flight logs are not redacted. And um, 
Jeff Epstein actually just didn't keep a book that's like my big book of crime somewhere, right? It wasn't like on his, the desktop of his computer that was like crime folder, FBI do not open. This was all, this was all, um, a lot of this stuff was not on the record because that's how, um, that's how crime works. You uh, don't take a lot of notes. Uh, actually, I don't think that the fact that he was on, <clears throat> on the, on his jet in 93, I don't, I mean, nobody knew in 93, the people, people that are giant pieces of shit are people like fucking Steven Pinker and Bill Gates. And the list goes on and on and on. Uh, that Barry Weiss's university is full of those people who after his first conviction, uh, still decided to take his money and spend time with him. So, eh, I don't know. RFK Jr., I got a lot of problems with him, but the fact that he took he hitched a ride on some other rich guy's jet before everybody knew what was going on, eh, it's not that big a deal. But it was. it is funny that <clears throat> Jesse Waters was like, hey, you're never on his plane, right? And he was like, oh, shit, can't lie. I'm on the fucking flight manifest. So up next is uh this this is an interesting one. Uh, this is uh, Ron DeSantis seems to be getting kind of desperate. This is their this is their strategy for the uh, Iowa caucus and this is this is a bit weird actually. We have a huge coalition across the United States of America of mothers and grandmoms. When the governor was reelected, uh, we had a coalition of 1.1 million mothers and grandmoms in the state of Florida. That was the largest that had ever been done in the, the history of our state and probably, I would argue, across yeah. the nation. We're asking all of these moms and grandmoms to come from wherever it might be, North Carolina, South Carolina, and to descend upon the state of Iowa to be a part of the caucus because you do not have to be a resident of Iowa to be able to participate in the caucus. So moms and grandmoms are going to be able to come and be a part and let their voice be heard in support of Ron. What? What the fuck? I don't know if that's true. I mean, to be a part of the caucus, what does that mean? To caucus, you don't have to be from, I swear you have to be from whatever district or whatever. There's absolutely no way that I could just go. Oh, that, that somebody in chat alerts me. That's true. Well, I should go to the Iowa caucus. Then I should go fuck shit up and, and be like uh, Vivek. Caucus for Vivek, or maybe for Nikki Haley. Although, although I've been saying for a while, if something happens and and Trump can't run, I think Nikki Haley is is all they got, and I actually think she could beat Joe Biden. But here she is, uh, understanding um, TikTok. Oh, somebody in chat says you can't actually vote in the caucus. Oh, so you can just go? Yeah, I mean you can go there, sure. Okay, that makes more sense that you can go. Yeah, I can go. Yeah, that makes sense. Why would I not be able to go if it's open to the public? As long as I can't vote. I mean, journalists go. I figure you just go there and maybe they're giving away punch and pie. I don't know. Well, the food in Iowa is probably pretty bland, though. <laughs> I hope uh, somebody in the chat just said I'm going to be single-handedly, uh, single-handedly uh, responsible for getting a Nikki Haley elected. I sure hope not. Uh, here's Nikki Haley uh, understanding TikTok. We really do need to ban TikTok once and for all. And let me tell you why. For every 30 minutes that someone watches TikTok every day, they become 17% more anti-Semitic, more pro-Hamas based on doing that. We now know that 50% of adults 18 to 25 think that Hamas was warranted in what they did with Israel. That's a problem. That's odd. 17% every 30 minutes. <laughs> you end up with you end up with some pretty big numbers if you scroll TikTok for a long time. Um I think it's 
probably not very likely that half of people believe that Hamas is justified. I think that like even young people have a more nuanced view of this and it's not that, Oh, Hamas should do terrorism. It's more like, it's more like, you know, this is blowback for policy. Um, the, you know, I support the Palestinian people, um, that kind of stuff. I doubt that they're like a rah, rah Hamas. There's somebody though. There's somebody you can find them on Twitter. You can find anybody saying any old dumb fucking thing on Twitter. Anyway, a little bit of a voice of reason here. This is Rep- Representative Nadler on uh, Zionism and its relationship to anti-Semitism on the House floor this week. More problematically, the resolution suggests that all anti-Zionism, it states that all anti-Zionism is anti-Semitism. That is either intellectually disingenuous or just factually wrong. And it unfairly implicates many of my orthodox former constituents in Brooklyn, many of whose families rose from the ashes of the Holocaust. While most anti-Semitism is indeed anti-Semitic, the authors, if they were at all familiar with Jewish history and culture, should know about Jewish anti-Zionism that was and is expressly not anti-Semitic. This resolution ignores the fact that even today, certain Orthodox Hasidic Jewish communities, the Satmar in New York and others, as well as adherents of the pre-Jewish state uh, pre-state Jewish labor movement have held views that are at odds with the modern Zionist conception. According to the Jewish Encyclopedia, quote, the anti-Zionist worldview of the ultra-Orthodox groups, like the Satmar Hasidim, perceives Zionism and the establishment of the State of Israel as an anti-Messianic act. That is to say that these ultra-Orthodox Hasidic Jews believe that only the Messiah can bring about the true Israel. And I assure you, the Satmar Hasidic Jews are certainly not anti-Semitic. I should also note that there are those who try to smear even progressive pro-Israel supporters with the inappropriate label of Israel hater or anti-Zionist. Under this resolution, those who love Israel deeply but criticize some of its policy approaches could be considered anti-Zionist. That could make every democratic Jewish member of this body because they all criticize the, re- the recent Israeli judicial reform package, de facto anti-Semites. Might that be the author's intention? I just don't even use the word Zionism. I don't like it. It's fucking too charged. It's been too polluted by fucking anti-Semites. It's also been uh, too polluted by our government. Um, I talk very specifically when I talk about Israel. I talk about the Likud party and the uh, governing coalition, the right-wing governing coalition uh, that rules the the nation-state of Israel. That way, what I'm saying is clear, accurate, and not to be misunderstood. Here we have on CNN, an Israeli representative uh, is uh, blaming the death of a CNN reporter on the CNN reporter. Check this out. Seeing that the IDF really has done everything that is humanly possible to try to safeguard innocent civilians. It's very hard to believe that, especially on a day when one of our producers lost nine members of his family, nine members of his family who were not members of Hamas, not members of the Palestinian Islamic Jihad, not members of any group, just nine people just trying to live their lives. Oh, I'm sorry. I'd said the Palestinian reporters, the Palestinian uh, Palestinian producers' family. First of all, I, I extend my sorrow to him and my sympathies. But if I saw your report correctly, and, and please correct me if I say something wrong, that happened in northern Gaza, uh, in Gaza City, 
where a month ago we already asked all the civilians to leave. And most of them did. If there was like 1,200,000 people there, there was only a, a couple of tens of thousands left. And one has to ask, yes, they had an ample opportunity to leave. I'm, I'm, I don't know what happened. I don't have the specific circumstances. I know there's deadly combat going on now in the north, still between these IDF and, 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 and Hamas terrorists, yes? And we don't want to see anyone caught up in the crossfire, but why didn't they heed the advice and oh, leave the blame. area? You, you had, can't blame them. There's now I don't fighting, blame them. But you can't, there's fighting in the south now. Where, where are, I mean, I've been asking this since October 7th. Where are these people supposed to go? That's crazy that you, I mean, that's not what he said isn't crazy. What he said is reasonable, but it's crazy that now we're starting to see fucking one of the most prominent anchors on CNN start to buck on this stuff. That's, I would have never predicted that. I just would have never predicted that. Up next, we have what it's going to be pretty surprising here is Kaylee McEnany, a former, uh, Trump spokesperson with actually a pretty fucking reasonable take on the whole free speech on campus uh, discussion, which was kind of surprising to me. I had to watch it first to make sure to make sure this was this was what was actually happening here. As an alumna of Harvard, how did that exchange make you feel and how has these weeks progressed? Oh, it, it's deeply disappointing. You know, you had a guest on your show, head of a Jewish coalition for Harvard College, who said, you know, she wants, she's proud of this university. She wants it to be a good university and she wants to fix it. And I, I feel the same way. But look, we heard them say over and over again, freedom of speech, freedom of speech, freedom of speech. And it's time we have a discussion about that term. Yes, you have a right to say what you want in this country if it is not a credible threat. But there are consequences. Society gets to assess that speech. We shouldn't let a white nationalist into Harvard. We shouldn't yet let someone yelling for genocide into Harvard. You don't have freedom of an Ivy League education. You don't have freedom of a cushy job at a big law firm or in finance. Bill Ackman, quick point. That's fucking correct. The The only problem there is I think this was the context of this was a uh, pro-Palestinian or uh, anti, um, anti-Israeli uh, government um, a, a protest that happened at Harvard. But Outside of that context, if we strip that context away, it's actually a pretty fucking reasonable take on college uh, campuses and speech from uh, somebody you would have never expected it from. So we'll take the small victory there where we can get it. <clears throat> Up next, uh, this comes from Donio Sullivan from, uh, and uh, actually this Donio Sullivan is with NBC, but he has a, uh, he's put up a clip of a former disinformation researcher. What's her name here? Joan Donovan uh, on CNN, uh, clearly talking about disinformation. I mean, it's gutting. Here I am at Harvard believing that they would protect the sanctity of the truth and that they were understanding that this work was going to ruffle some feathers. But what I didn't imagine was that I would need protection from Harvard itself. And Donio Sullivan joins us now. What is the status of the doctor's research? Yeah, so Dr. Donovan uh, now um, is is working at Boston University, but a big part of her problem is a lot of the research she did at Harvard, it's kind of locked in at Harvard and a lot yeah. of that data. Um, as you heard in that piece, Meta, which has a very substantial communications department, uh, 
uh, had no comment <laughs> on this story today, which is quite unusual for a company that likes to defend itself. The Chan Zuckerberg Initiative, however, which gave half a billion dollars to Harvard, uh, just in the past few hours put out a new statement that said uh, that they had no involvement in her Dr. Dunvin's departure from Harvard and was unaware of that development before public reporting on it. Um, look, Harvard is strongly, strongly denying this. I will say from speaking to other researchers in this uh, in this space, uh, this is a kind of... Fem- they weren't entirely surprised when they heard uh, this about Dr. Donovan. And just taking a step back further from this, this is all coming as we're going to 2024. Disinformation researchers, people who are calling out this sort of stuff, how it's happening on social media, where it's coming from, how it's affecting people, they're being attacked on all sides because you have the Republicans and the House representatives who are subpoenaing them. They're getting sued left, right and centre. There really is an attack on academic freedom generally uh, in this country, uh, in this space, which is really a crucial space, particularly uh, going to 2024. Yeah, we... You're never going to be able to prove that the $500 million donation was responsible for this person being uh, fired, right? You can never, it's not like they wrote on the memo of the fucking check, fire such and such a person. That's why you have to be able to infer things from context. And in this context, it looks pretty fucking fishy. I don't know there. I didn't look into this person being fired. Maybe there was some other shit going on. I don't know. But um, it is pretty rough out there on people who are uh, trying to report on uh, disinformation because there's not a lot of money in that. There's a lot of money on the disinformation side. Um, uh, I know this firsthand. (laughs) Not a lot of money here on the dystopia beat, let me tell you. Um, So we got a a pretty sad report about a Texas Supreme Court. uh, A woman was trying to get an emergency abortion in Texas and had to go to the courts and the uh, courts said uh, no. Breaking news overnight with the Texas Supreme Court blocking a pregnant woman from getting the abortion her doctors say she needs at 20 weeks. Our Julie Serkin is following this one for us. Julie, good morning to you. Laura, good morning. That Supreme Court decision overnight coming just a day after a lower court judge granted 31-year-old Kate Cox the ability to get an emergency abortion. Remember, Texas has some of the harshest restricting laws, the procedure in the country, but they do have medical exceptions. And that is exactly what Cox and her lawyers say she qualifies for. At 20 weeks pregnant, the Texas woman is already experiencing complications that her doctors say could be life-threatening. She says she desperately wants to grow her family, but doctors say due to a fetal abnormality, the baby will not survive. There's there's still, we're going through the loss of a, of a child. There's no outcome here that I take home my healthy baby girl, you know, so um, it's hard, you know, just, uh, you know, grief. You can just hear how hard this has been for her. And Laura Cox has been leaking amniotic fluid and because of her complications has been rushed to the emergency room multiple times in the last few weeks. But the state attorney general, Ken Paxton, argued she failed to demonstrate that her pregnancy puts her at risk of death. The case making its way through the state courts and now the state Supreme Court. But with no timeline on when a decision will be made, the Texas woman may be running out of time. Laura? All right, Julie Serkin, thank you so much for that. And Laura, I want to bring you into this. I know you spoke to Kate Cox a little bit earlier this week. Walk us through the next steps here as it relates to the potential this goes to the Supreme Court. And again, it is this baby with a 
fatal abnormality that's in the woman's womb at the center of this whole conversation. Yes, this is a fetus that will not survive. And this is a mother that wants to become a mother again. She desperately wants this baby. She desperately wants to be pregnant. But doctors have told her if she goes through with it and she carries this baby to term, she's likely to suffer so many complications, she will never be able to be pregnant again. And that is something, as I watched the hearing over Zoom, the emergency hearing, the lower court judge was so moved by that. That was a big factor in her decision. Now, this isn't the end of the road for her. The Texas Supreme Court's going to hear it. They're going to take up arguments. But all the while, with each passing day, as Julie said, she's been in the emergency room four times. So she really can't wait any longer. That's what her doctors say. Yeah, no doubt. There's so much at stake, not just for this woman, but frankly, for our country. This is a conversation we're going to be hearing a lot about over the course of the 2024 campaign. This is why these laws are dumb. <clears throat> First of all, they're dumb because you have the right to get an abortion. If you want an abortion and you're pregnant, you have the right to get an abortion. Uh, reasonable restrictions are fine. California has reasonable restrictions on abortion. Uh, states like Massachusetts, New York have reasonable restrictions on abortion. But the one of the, the one of the other problems is the spillover here is that this is somebody who didn't want an abortion and <clears throat> has to abort their pregnancy. Like they were saying, the, the, the fetus is not viable or will not be viable. And it, she is at a uh, risk for her own health if she is forced to carry this, uh, the fetus to term. And so that's why these lo laws like this, it always sucks because it, like, it doesn't just go after the people that they think they're going after. It always spills over onto other fucking people. It's just like, <clears throat> just like with all this anti-trans shit, right? It doesn't just go after trans people. Now it goes after uh, cis women who people might think are trans. Now these cis women are getting transvestigated. You know, um, it's a different different subject, but it's the same problem. It's that you there's always fucking there's always fucking splash out or fucking like collateral damage for like policy, no matter what the policy is, right? It doesn't just impact the people the policy is aimed at. Be it a good policy or bad policy, there might be good policy where there are you know negative consequences for people that are not maybe considered in the good policy, or even on the rare occasion where the good policy is good for more than just the people that they're supposed to be trying to help. But this, this stuff is stupid because yeah, that, that lady wants to have a kid and now she might not ever be able to because they won't let the doctor do what is medically necessary in this case. And I mean, whatever, she's probably a, a, a nice woman. Uh, I assume she's married. Her and her husband can still adopt, but sometimes people just want to have a kid, you know? I mean, I'll fucking, let them do what they need to do to have a kid. Fucking crazy town. Also, you know, all these medical freedom people that were running around during the pandemic screaming and screeching about the fucking mask and the vaccine. Where are they on this shit? Oh, right. They're on the side of the people that want to restrict the abortions. Funny how that works. So whoever needed a palate cleanser, we need it now. I've actually got several. Um, got three. Yeah, I've got three, four palate cleansers. First one's real quick. This is the world's best delivery service. Check this out. Ah, uh, put, put a plate on the top of your remote control car and deliver deliver food to kitties. That's super cute. You gotta love it. Gotta fucking love it. Up next, this is a tribute to some lawmakers 
who will no longer be in Congress. Everybody, shed a tear, or I don't know, clink, clink your glasses for these poor souls. I'll find some peace tonight in the I like how they used all the different names that uh, Santos has gone by. That shit was fucking funny. All right. <laughs> Up next, we got a, uh, this one is uh, Alpha Males in the Wild. This is great because um, I believe this is an Aussie. And I, Aussies just have a way about them that I think is kind of funny. Hello, my name is Sheila Darwin and you're watching Sheila Darwin Alpha Male Hunter. We caught wind of wild alpha males walking the streets of LA. We're going to see if we can find some of them right now. Alright, we just spotted our first alpha male. You can tell by his posture, but just to make sure, we've asked one of our female crew members to walk by. Hey, whoa, you're not going to get a real man dressed like that, baby. Just as I suspected, an alpha male will get a sneak up on him right now. Go, 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 go! We got him to the ground. He's got immense power. Putting up a fight, that's for sure. Women are meant to serve high value men. That means he feels threatened. And as you can see right here, podcast equipment. That means he's probably got a friend <laughs> nearby. Money talks, wealth whispers. Sigma, we'll keep an eye on him for now. Look at the size of that one. Let's make our move. We got him, we got him, we got him, we got him, we got him. Oh, look at the size of this one. He's absolutely massive. Putting up a fight just like his friends. If you dress like a hoe, you are a hoe. Now watch what happens when I play this. He can't resist. The tension immediately leaves his body. Now these alpha males are an invasive species, so we will be removing them and putting them in captivity. My name is Sheila Darwin, and you're watching Alpha Males in the Wild. My favorite part was when she found like the blue Yeti mic and headphones on the one guy. I was like, oh, I feel fucking personally attacked there. But every every dumb fuck white guy does have a podcast. I mean, when, let's 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 not pretend let's not pretend it's any other way. <clears throat> Up next we got a here's a tornado safety done right, everybody. This is Tornado Safety Done Right. Great website you got there, by the way. Uh, Apartheid Clyde. Here it comes. I gotta... Watch this. In the name of Jesus, you will not touch my house. I command you to go in the name of Jesus, Tornado. There you go. Look at it lift. Look at that. That's the power of this fucking word. Jesus. <laughs> 
You see it just, you see it just, <laughs> it just dissipated out. completely. Oh <laughs> like goes over your house. Yeah. I fucking got rid of the hurricane. We got to send him everywhere. That's hurricane safety done right, folks. Don't find a safe place to go. Don't maybe try to flee. Just tell the hurricane that, that God said that it, that it can't hit your hit your place, and then boom, no more hurricane. Or I'm sorry, tornado. Boom, no more tornado. Here's a right wing pastor, uh, Jack, Jack Hibbs. I don't believe we've ever uh, played a clip of this guy before. And um, after this, um, maybe we will never play a clip of him again. They rejected Christ and there is a blindness upon them. And in fact, the Bible calls it a stupor. It is a God-given blindness whereby there are... Jews who cannot see the truth right now. There have, there have been Jews who cannot see the truth for the last 2,000 years. But listen, have there been Jews for the last 2,000 years that have seen the light of the gospel? Yeah. Have there been Jews? Are there Jews right now that are coming to faith in Yeshua? Yeah. People change their religion all the time, but this is, this is deeply anti-Semitic. What's going on here? What is God's word saying? That nationally, the blindness has fallen upon them as a nation, but there are individual Jews coming to faith in Jesus. I have many Jewish friends who follow. Well, you used to. If they watch this clip, they're not going to take your calls anymore. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, who are born-again Jews, or we would say Jews born anew. Some, somebody might say Jews that are complete why is that the case? Because being complete means they've read the Old Testament and they've gone right into the New and they see that the Bible, Old and New Testament, speaks about the same exact Jesus as Messiah. They didn't get bogged down in Judaism, which is the creation of laws, rules, and regulations Whoa. by rabbis and by traditions that cannot save you. Yeah, this is fucking just anti-Semitic. This is gross. I'm not religious myself, but for fuck's sake, just just fucking cool, just fucking cool it, dude. Chill the fuck out. So be careful. Well, who is a true Jew? Ah, same thing. Those who are truly. It is not my job or your job to decide that, sir. When someone says I am Jewish, I fucking believe them. You know why? Because I do. <laughs> Worshippers of Yeshua Hamashiach, Jesus Christ as Messiah. Well, that was crazy. Shout out to Right Wing Watch. <clears throat> so that's that Jews for Jesus shit. It's people change religion all the time. That's fine. There are people who are not religious who find religion. There are people who were once religious who are no longer religious. There are people who used to be Christian and are now Jewish. There are people who used to be Wiccan and are now Christian. There are people who used to be uh, Muslim and are now Wiccan. Like you could do any of that you want. Doesn't ma doesn't matter to me. I don't give a shit. This guy clearly has a, a different agenda on all of this. He's like, oh, Jews are fine as long as they believe in Jesus. Well, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, uh, I heard an old Jewish lady once said, she, she said, Jesus was a nice man, but he said nothing new. And I thought that was very funny. <laughs> um. <laughs> Up next, we have the uh, National Association of Christian uh, Lawmakers Gala. Seems fantastic. Check this out. 
Uh, shout out to Right Wing Watch, as always. But you just did. Well, it hasn't been the case for me. I'm kind of salty and fucking cynical. I mean, I, I'm happy about that part. It's been a lot of fun. Well, that's different than being trans. Drag is about the fashion friend. Shout out to Right Wing Watch. Um, yeah, they the conflation of like drag with being trans is weird. Well, that was that people in the chat were saying they couldn't hear that clip. That's interesting. Uh, anyway, up next we have. This appears to be Mike Johnson, the Speaker of the House. And again, shout out to Right Wing Watch. Well, who recorded this? What is a Red Sea moment? Oh, that's crazy. He's like, I'm actually the new Moses. Like most religious people don't think that they're the reincarnation of someone in the fucking Bible. <laughs>
That's the Speaker of the House, everybody. Speaker of the House. That's Mike Johnson. Seems great. Here we go. Here's Christian nationalists uh, giving him a fucking plaque or some shit. And again, shout out to Right Wing Watch. Could not do the show without them. A famous dog lover, Mike Huckabee. Yeah, fuck you, Mr. Speaker. That wasn't a really great list of people. Um, they gave it to Mike Huckabee. Uh, just look up Mike Huckabee uh, dog sometime. <laughs> Here's uh, Andrew Womack. He's uh, going to be talking about uh, trans rights and gay rights at the same uh, conference. Obviously, it's going to be, you know, totally inclusive, loving of everyone. Because that's that's how these people roll, right? Here it is. It's demonic? Is that what the demons want? This is just a false. Demonic. Those two little words. Palestinian. Those two little words, demonic. Oh, is he Mormon?
He's mad at the moderates, essentially. That's fine. Uh, good, good for him. Good, good for the. Uh, it was probably a, a pro basketball or football player. Good for him. Yep. You're against homosexuals. Whoa, nobody thinks that. Demonic. Okay. Um, I don't need these weirdos to validate my lifestyle. Do you? Fucking weirdos. We're getting close to the end of the regular docket, everybody. We're going to be moving on to red light pretty soon here, but I got a couple more. We got uh, Kash Patel on the Steve Bannon show uh, talking about Trump's retribution plan in his uh, second term, should he be elected in 2024. The only thing they can run on is that Trump's a dictator and we're all fascist, right? And the Christian nationalists, the Christians and the traditional Catholics are a bunch well, of... Well, that's not the only thing they could run on, but that's pretty much all they are, unfortunately. There's no positive message from the Democratic Party right now, and that is a, to their detriment in two hours as well. Okay, that is their campaign. That's what we're highlighting. This President Trump goes to Iowa and gets in the grill going, you're not going to smear my people. You're not going to smear uh, folks that are veterans and serve this nation and are hardworking folks, the backbone of the country. Give me your assessment of this attack. They're coming after Trump, uh, that he's an autocrat, he's a dictator. This is uh, Germany in 1932, sir. Steve, it goes down to one thing. They know that they can't bring up a better policy than President Trump on anything. Not the border, not taking on the CCP, not defeating Iran, not taking on Russia. Well, to be fair, the Democratic Party barely tries to do that. Yeah, they barely try to like have positive policy. They're just like, we're not the Republicans. And that works, actually. I mean, if it works, why not quit? Why? why? But you could do that and have policy prescriptions. Not taking on the DPRK, not ending forever wars, not ending human trafficking, not ending the drug cartels, anything. They have no better policy. And so what they turn to is their radical left wing conspirators in the fake news media to the last thing they have left. Trump is Hitler. Trump's a dictator. Anyone that supports him is also a dictator or supports tyrannical regimes. So the first group of people that they'll attack are Christian nationals and Jews, which they've done both now in whole. Hmm? Where they'll go next is a guy like me, a minority in America who's a practicing Hindu. They'll say, oh, all of these minorities that follow Donald Trump are worse than dictators because they're so stupid. They came to America for the American dream and they've been duped by this tyrannical dictator. But what they won't talk about is how Donald Trump actually promoted minorities more so than Barack Obama and Joe Biden ever did. I know I'm living proof of that. And so they left the hypocrisy behind for hyperbole. And just wait, this is a yeah. coordinated strike by the Washington Post and New York Times. And Big Atlanta. time. It didn't happen by <clears throat> Big time. Big time. 
In fact, if we can get that uh, chart I sent the camera I sent you this morning. Well, that was great. Um, I don't like Cash Patel. He is incredibly pilled. Very, very QAnon. Uh, he's crazy. Um, it's uh, interesting to see him have uh, Bannon have him on, actually. Bannon tends not to have people who are that pilled on, at least not often. But, you know, you got to do what you got to do. Up next, this is a message to the anti-trans uh, so-called LGB alliance. And uh, I uh, strongly co-sign this message. I'm gay, and they do not speak for me. I'm bisexual, and they do not speak for me. I'm gay, and they do not speak for me. I am a lesbian, and they do not speak for me. I'm bisexual, and... They do not speak for me. I'm gay. I'm gay. And they do not speak for me. Do not speak for me. I'm bisexual. I am gay. And they don't speak for me. They do not speak for me. They do not speak for me. I'm gay and they do not speak for me. I'm bisexual. I am bisexual. And they don't speak for me. I'm bisexual. I'm bi. I am gay. And they do not speak for me. And they do not speak for me. I'm gay, and they do not speak for me. I'm a lesbian, and they do not speak for me. I'm bisexual, and they don't speak for me. They will not divide us. 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 They will not. Will not. Will not. Will not divide us. They 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 will not. They will not divide us. They will not divide us. And they certainly won't divide us. They will not divide us. Hell yeah. That's all. I just co-signed that message. Um, and the uh, polling um, bears that out too. Most other queer people do support trans rights because uh, we've seen the playbook before. Some of us have seen it firsthand and others who are maybe younger uh, have heard about it from uh, their gay elders or, or whatever. So, it's you know the the stuff where they're trying to draw a wedge between like uh like cis gay people or cis gay and bisexual people and uh, trans people it has been highly ineffective up next i don't even know who this guy is he's trying to run for some kind of fucking political office in san francisco and he's gonna lose he thinks san francisco's in the east bay San Francisco is the only city in the East Bay that welcomed me home with welcome arms. There was the only city in the East Bay that had, if I needed food, there was a place to go get food. St. Anthony's had always a food uh, cafeteria. If there was, if I needed clothes, there was always some organization to offer clothes. Yeah, that guy, <clears throat> we're going to take a, probably take a, uh, more of a look into him uh, during down ballot as the election ramps up. This guy's not great. He also, uh, I mean, he just misspoke. He meant the Bay Area, but he said the East Bay. And that's just, people in San Francisco will not like that. People in San Francisco think they're better than the people in the East Bay. Um, when I lived in San Francisco, I knew a lot of people that if it wasn't in San Francisco, they wasn't going to it. They're like, oh, that's not in the city. I'm not going. <laughs> you want me to get on the train and go to Oakland? No, no, I'm not doing that. So that was the docket. Uh, Live viewers and listeners, stick around. We're going into red light. Um, anybody on the podcast, uh, bye. Uh, or you can join us at Patreon, patreon.com slash echoplex or at eplex.store, $5 a month or more, and you get the whole show in your inbox Monday afternoon, my time. 
Um, other ways to support the channel are, of course, at echoplexmedia.com. You can click the support tab. And um, this is producer Dave. We're going to play uh, Then Gwen. Because we don't usually play this at the end of the songs. This is um, a song about Gwen Arujo. If you don't know who that is, you should look it up. It's an important uh, part of queer history. And uh, I'll be back with Red Light. <laughs> Beauty 